Alright folks, we're back here on Jared the Boss Man Show and we're glad to be joined by a special guest from the Virginia Catamounts, their head coach John Becker here on the Boss Man Show. Coach Becker, how is things up there in Vermont today, man? Everything's good, man. Really good. I hear that, Coach. Coach, congrats on starting Mercury's play 7-0 right now, Coach, and you're right at a 10-game winning streak right now. So, Coach, what's been the key factors for you and your team as we all been on this 10-game winning streak here that you've been got going, got going right there at the moment right now? Uh, you know, we've overcome three big injuries, uh, one to our best player, Anthony Lamb, our leading scorer and rebounder, uh, right around Christmas time, and... Um, you know, we've we've been able to uh, get off to a good start in league here, undefeated, and and a big part of that's just you know we have five seniors that play, um, and have won a lot of games, and they've done a great job of leading us, and um, you know we're doing a pretty good job on both sides of the ball, and and um, getting contributions from different guys each and every night, and um, you know really playing like a team as a team, and um, you know I think our senior leadership's been a big part of it. And how about some leadership coach has to help you get for practice practice plans, keeping guys in, in check. I look at I look in the head because you have a tough game against Bing Bingham coming up here tomorrow night, and yeah. you have know, oh, we, we, we can be we can be Bing Bingham Bing, 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 struggling right now. But have your seniors leadership but say, hey, no, we take every game, no take them for granted. One day at a time, we play them like yep. anybody else. So does that help knowing to have those guys say, hey, no, we can't take nobody for granted, no matter how their record looks. At. They can be us any given night, but we got to stay focused on what we have to do each night and play our game to win these games here. Yeah, that's exactly what we've been doing, you know, and uh, went undefeated in league last year and, and undefeated this yeah. year, and it's really a big credit to the guys that just, um, you know, uh, take it one game at a time, one day at a time, and don't get too high or too low, and, um, you know, that's that's exactly how we've done it, just kind of stay focused on uh, the next opponent, and that's Binghamton for us, and, um, you know, I expect our guys to, to go out and execute the game plan and, and continue to play well. Folks, we got John Becker here in the Boss Man Show. Now, Coach, you played a non-conference schedule this year with some high-major competition. You played some guys tough, high-major-wise, I mean, tough mid-majors as well. So, you so, when America East played, Coach, did that non-conference schedule, playing those tough teams, help you as you get to America East, help you be, be, be tough and hard, also having your older guys, of course, but it's playing those games for your young guys who are not used to it, getting them to run a little bit here and there, so they can know what it feels like to play college basketball and what it takes to play up a high-major team or a high-major team as well. Yeah, no, I think that's been a big part of it. You know, we, like you said, we've played a really competitive non-conference schedule opening at Kentucky where we, we um, where it was one possession game and um, yeah, just playing a lot of road games, a lot of good teams, and uh, both mid-majors and, and high-major teams. And, yeah, I think that's certainly um, helped us as we moved into league. And, and um, you know, uh, we've been through it. We know exactly what we are and what we need to get better at. And, um, you know, uh, I think playing a competitive non-conference schedule really exposes you for what you are and aren't. And um, I think we did that this year. And, and um we figured some things out, and then, you know, now playing our best basketball. Now, Coach, you are a good team. You're a good team in mid-major. You're a great team. So, Coach, how hard is it to get those high to play you guys, knowing how good you are, being, yeah. how that name yeah. How hard is it to get, to get games we're trying to schedule non-conference games, but not guys don't want to cut the down. They don't want to go to, go to Vermont and play you. <laughs> they want you to come to them yeah. for side games. So, how, how tough is the schedule-wise for you guys, man? Yeah, it is. It's pretty difficult. Um, it's hard to get games, like you said. Um, you know, a lot of uh, high majors don't didn't want to play us, um, and uh, so we were. Uh, 
we had 15 non-conference games and um, it was hard to find 15 teams to play. And, and uh, so we basically play anyone anywhere. Fly most of our games were on the road because we couldn't get anyone to come up to our place. So, um, so it is what it is. I guess it's a good thing in, in so in most ways. But yeah, it's certainly uh, first two months yeah. of the year, you, a lot of traveling and a lot of tough games. So um, in that sense, it can be a little bit of a grind. And the coach, looking at your roster, coach, you mentioned a lot of senior leadership coach as well. Uh, but you have some good, good young guys coming up up the ranks too. That you a lot of freshmen, sophomores on your roster uh, coming behind these seniors. So, coach, uh, yep. how happy are you with your, your young, on, on, on the lower classmen, your young guys, and their progression, and, and how you feel they'll be for you going for these seniors? Yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, we do have some good young talent. You know, hasn't been able to play as much uh, this year because of our difficult non-conference schedule, but also because our seniors um, are really good. So. Um, they played a majority of the minutes. So, uh, but yeah, I like I like the young guys. We got three guys signed for next year already, um, and I think um, we'll be different, uh, and we're certainly going to miss our seniors. But uh, exciting, talented uh, young group of uh, catamounts that um, will get a bigger opportunity next year, and, and I'm excited uh, for uh, to see what they can do, uh, you know, in the next few years. And, uh, Coach, do you kind of recruit the East Coast area uh, for is, is getting guys from Vermont or you, you do like a, whole, a national search for kids that's all over, over the nation? Yeah, we've actually uh, started to recruit nationally. A good portion of our guys are from the Midwest. Midwest, you know, we got four guys from Indiana, um, three kids from Canada. Uh, so, um, you know, it used to be the East Coast. used to be the prep schools uh, up in New England where we get a lot of our kids, but we've got um, – Gone out to the Midwest and gotten a bunch of kids, and, and really now when we call kids all over the country, they know who Vermont is, and, and we're able to kind of expand our recruiting base. Yes, indeed, folks. We have John Becker in the Boston Show, Virginia, the Vermont Catamounts here with me on the Boston Show. Now, coach, looking at your team stats, coach, I'm loving what I'm seeing. You got balance scoring across the board, four guys in double figures, and you got nine guys with at least two rebounds per game, coach. Now, there's just some of you guys besides this, this year in, pre, in preseason practices with defense, rebounding, and balance scoring, and balance attacking, and sharing, sharing the basketball? Yeah, that's how we've always played. Yeah, I mean, um, demand defensive rebounding and then offensively we just share the ball and guys that have a great shot take it and um you know we um we don't really just throw it to one guy who shoots 25 times a game this year and uh, i think it helps guys play defense better too and uh everybody gets shots you know so uh it's worked out well for us yeah coach like i said a lot, a lot of a lot of young guys don't realize this they, the, the ball's energy if you have set the set pound the ball for 25 seconds your team is just looking like come on dude it's gonna be a jacked up shot <laughs> they, they, they lose confidence in themselves they want they, they don't want to defend because you just got the guy trying to dribble 20. it's good to have a team where you can share the ball you know that you only think you might be to get the hot guy but i feel like the warriors golden state plays the best to me for sharing the basketball mm-hmm. that example right there, how those guys play together play good chemistry everybody gets to touch the ball it's not just one guy dribbling all day so that gets, makes them play play hard defensively they don't get the ball all offensively coach you know how we both know this from playing sports ourselves and coaching it that if you make shots you'll defend harder you know if you see the ball go to the basket yeah, you'll play yeah, harder yeah. Already. it shouldn't be that way but we know human nature is if I'm making shots I'll defend on that than the floor if I'm getting the ball man I'm making shots yeah no yeah exactly right and um that's what we uh that's why we kind of do it that way, and um, yeah, I think when guys 
touch the ball and, and make a few shots, they uh, they just play harder uh, on defense, and that's uh, that's the goal. And coach, a lot of listeners down here might not be familiar with America East Conference like I am. I watch your guys' games. I kind of keep up with them. Uh, so. Coach, let's get talk about the quality teams in the league and the quality coaching that you guys have in the America's Conference. For people who may not know heard of the conference, like nobody, like how I do, uh, guys like myself who be college basketball heads, know about your conference. Yeah, there's, no, there's a lot of good coaches in our league. You know, Steve Peichel, who's the coach at Rutgers now, has uh, left the conference two years ago. He's at Stony Brook, Pat Chambers, uh, was, uh, was in our league. He's now at Penn State, and... Um, but there's a lot of good coaches. Will Brown's, uh, you know, one of the better coaches you'll find in the country. He's been at Albany for a long time, and Ryan Odom at UMBC has done a good job, and, and um, Jeff Bowles from at Stony Brook uh, has done a really good job. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot of lot of good coaches, and and um, you know, really competitive basketball. Well, Coach Becker, it's a pleasure having the show. I hope to hear from you again in March. I hope you guys win the America's Conference. I, I hope you all do have you again before you all get on that plan to go play in the tournament, man. So, glad to see you in, in, in the rest of the season and in March. Hopefully, Coach, hope you with your whole team can scare a, a good high major season and get, get, take them down, Coach. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, if we if we get into it, uh, we'll definitely talk. Yes, indeed. Hey, it's John Becker in the Boston Show, people. your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blueberry Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions. Also, a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. 
My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby. And it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. We're back in the JR the Boss Man show, and we have a special guest for you from Toledo Rockets. Right, we got Todd Kowalski here on the Boss Man show. Coach Kowalski, how are things in Toledo today, man? Been doing fine. A little, little, it was you know, a little, little rough night last night, but overall, it's been a really good year for our, our team. Yes, indeed, Coach. You know, you guys are seven. You've going to some games of conference play so far, Coach. And uh, you know, you're playing well, leading in the MAC West. And so, Coach, what's been the key factors for you and your team this season to get you off this hot starting conference play so far, aside from last night's tough game against Ball State? I think three things really. We got a really together group. I mean, this is. And they're fun to be around, but the chemistry is, is as good as I've seen. Secondly, you know, we've been active defensively. We've, we've, you know, disrupted some people. We've been, you know, playing together defensively. And I think the third thing, we're a really skilled team, but, you know, we've, we've taken really good shots. That's why our, our, our offensive numbers have been really good this year. Uh, we're taking good shots. We're taking care of the ball. Um, you know, and that's really been our formula. Those strings, you know, they haven't had a together team and, you know, being active defensively and taking great shots. Now, Coach, I want to tell you, Coach Kowalski, I really enjoy watching your videos on YouTube of your, your clean shit that you run. I mean, it's really helping me out a lot. 
I, I took some things from you from watching your videos. I'm gonna use it with my little my youth league team here coming up. So I must tell you, coach, you do a great job. I do a better job with my practice plan. I, I that's what I learned from you, coach. You have a better job having a practice plan because right now my plan is whatever I feel like doing when I wake up each day. <laughs> it's not a consistent plan yeah. right now. Oh, Jay, that's nice of you to say. I, I, I think part of coaching is, is, you know, giving back and making sure that, you know, we, we share information. So I, I'm happy to give any information about our program or about this great profession. Yes, indeed. And, Coach, speaking of your non-conference schedule, Coach, I, I see where you guys uh, play a lot of nice teams, a tough competition, Coach, and I feel like that helps spur you all to your starting conference play, Coach. Do you agree with that assessment? I feel like that really helped harden your guys and get them to play well. I guess the three things you wanted to be, you've been doing. I feel like that helped you all get to that point you are right now, Coach. Yeah, you know, I think, I think sometimes, you know, non-conference scheduling is, you know, you know a skill and an art, you know, and then, and maybe we overscheduled the last couple of years a little bit too much. You know, when you play at Kansas, at Syracuse, you play teams like Oakland and Wright State and, you know, St. Joe's and uh, Penn. You know, it's been that we had a very difficult non-conference schedule, but I do think our guys, you know, learned about themselves a little bit and understand that, you know, every possession really matters. And, uh, you know, we were in some close games and, uh, you know, for the most part, had had some success and also had some stumbling parts too. I, I think you're probably right. It probably did help us, you know, to go on a seven-game win streak during late play. And coach, also looking at your roster, coach, you have a great mix of old and young guys on the team that you can help achieve. You having class balance throughout and build, keep that financial program growing and, and turn over without just being too young at one time or being too old having to go out and get grad transfers to fill in the gaps here. So this is what you kind of went for when you was out going out recruiting this past season is just to kind of make sure you have class balance throughout the program so the program doesn't get too high, or too low with old or young one way or another. Well, I do think that you know having having the correct balance is is important. Uh, you know, and you know, right now we only have one senior. He's obviously one of the better players in our league, and that's Trayshawn Fletcher. Uh, you know, but we have a very solid junior class, and you know our sophomore class, and we're excited about. We got Willie Jackson, uh, Luke Kanafke, and, and uh, Justin Roberts, some you know, three guys that are good. And our freshman class have a chance to really help us as well. So I think having a nice balance. Is important, and I think we have that. And Coach, I feel like your location helps you too, because you're in Toledo, Ohio. You're in the heart of Midwest. A lot of, a lot of great talent in that area. You, you're driving distance from a lot of good cities with great talents. Either way you go, which is your direction. So, you feel like your location, Toledo, is in being the MAC, not being in two small, small mid-major conference, helps you get guys who maybe thought they would go to Ohio State or go to a Big Ten school or you know, or the, even down at Xavier, but they or they come, they'll come to you guys because hey, you're still playing card competition, you're still in the great state of Ohio, and you still can get seen by us playing good ball in the MAC conference. Well, our league is really good, and our location is great. And, you know, it's really, a, you know, it's a great destination for transfers as well. We've had some really good success with transfers. You know, we're right, like you said, right in the heart of the, of, of the Big Ten category. So the guys that are, are in Big Ten that don't play or don't like their roles, you know, we feel like we're a great destination for them. Uh, we've had some really good transfers come through here. The latest is Trayshawn Fletcher. 
Yes, indeed. And he's definitely lighting up for you, coach. And speak about what he means to your team, coach, his leadership on the court, his talent, his skill. Uh, what does he mean to your guys? And, and are, are, you, are your young guys watching how this guy prepares to play each night and for, for practice and for games? Just watching him so they can soak up all that knowledge while he's there with you guys What is this last season here? Well, I, to, to answer your, your the most important question that you just threw out there, are other guys and young guys watching how he prepares? And the only answer I have is I hope so. I I really hope so because this guy prepares better than maybe any player ever been around. He brings positive energy every day. Doesn't have a bad day. Um, doesn't have a quiet day. Doesn't have a day where he just doesn't feel like it. He and that's why I'm so proud of him. That's why he's got such a bright future. Yes, indeed. I, I like his game, Coach. I've seen him a little bit of him through in the past. I think the guy can play the next level. He's overseas somewhere, maybe even a G League guy. I think the guy can definitely play on the next level for sure. Well, I think, he, I think he's got a chance to be an NBA player. I, mean, I think he's that good. Uh, he, that's what the NBA is going to. Is versatile guys. He's 6'7", plays numerous positions. And the best part about him is he's got a really good feel. I mean, he, I, don't, I don't know if he has any weaknesses. He can score in the post. He can shoot the three. He can really pass it. You know, he defends different positions. I, I, I couldn't be happier with him. And, Coach, looking at your team stats, Coach, I love the fact that you got balance going across the board, four guys in double figures, along with balance where you're balancing seven guys, at least three, three, three boards a game. So, coaches, I have to say, attacking the glass has to be one of the key things you point out every day to your team, of sharing that basketball as well and defending like heck. It's probably the three things you, you know, addressing to your team this season and get them to be the record they are right now and playing as hard as they are for you in conference play. Oh, we do. We are balanced. There's no question about that. And, you know, we've been a really good, you know, for the most part, a, a, a very solid and good rebounding team, defensively especially. Um, and last night we didn't. We gave up 19 offensive rebounds, and that's why we lost to Ball State. We just, we didn't compete on the glass, and it cost us the game. And, Coach, looking ahead this weekend, you play Akron, another thing, the Akron zips down there. So, Coach, uh, what, what would be the thing you emphasize to your team in practice the rest of this week for is uh, getting them ready to play Akron this weekend and, and kind of get their minds uh, re-back focused in because to get you ready on this last last stretch for in February and then down to that match tournament there? Well, the most important thing, we're going to do a better job in rebounding. We're going to correct that in practice on Friday. Uh, we're off today, and, and – uh, we're off on, on Thursday, so we, we need to, you know, correct some things with the rebounding and then just get back to doing what we do best, and that's sharing the ball and taking better shots offensively. And following one for you, Coach, because I know down here, in, down here in Atlanta, in ACC country, ACC country, a lot of guys, people don't get to watch the MAC conference because I'm, I'm a basketball junkie coach, so I watch any basketball I can. I watch it all the time. So you speak about the quality teams and the quality coaching in the conference that, 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 that people might not know about down here in the ATL area or down here in the south who only see ACC and ACC games on their, on their TV screens. Well, uh, you know, you're talking to the wrong guys. So I mean, I, I'm, I'm very biased. And, and I would argue with anybody, the Mid-American Conference is the best mid-major conference in the country. You know, unfortunately, you know, mid-majors are one bit leagues, and, and, and that's that's the reality of, of, of the world we live in right now. Um, but, you know, I think we got some really good teams, some really good coaches, uh, you know, and programs that are always competitive. And I think Toledo's right there with, but anyway, our league, we're all, you know, we're always, we are just competitive, and uh, hopefully we just continue to get better. Cindy with Coach Kowalski. It's been great to have you on the show. I'll be there for cheering for you guys going forward this season. And so I love your videos, Coach. Look forward to watching more of them when I get some more time here. But I tell you, man, Coach, I'm definitely happy to catch you on the show. Hope to have you on again down the road, Coach. 
Hey, keep in touch, Sierra. All the best to you. And go Rockets. All right, folks. This is Todd Walsy on the Buffalo people. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 
3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us at Three Kings each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Folks, we're back in the JR the Boss Man show. We're joined by the head coach of the Dunk City, Florida Gulf Coast Eagles, Joe Dooley on the Boss Man show. Coach Dooley, how things down there in Fort Myers, man? We're doing pretty well. We're trying to warm up a little bit. It's cold down here for us. It's in the 70s, so you would think it's a winter storm down here. Coach, I would beg for that. 57 degrees in the day, man. I would love to have 7 degree weather here in the ATL, man. Well, people down here, if it gets a little bit under 70, you would think we're in uh, Buffalo or Canada or something like that. They start bundling up down here. <laughs> I can imagine, Coach. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm an Orlando a native, so I can definitely relate to that, Coach. When it gets below a certain threshold, uh, we don't do that very well. <laughs> no, it's, uh, we've, guys, we've been keeping busy. And, you know, obviously, like everybody else, this time of the year, everybody's in the midst of conference play, so it's a busy time of the year. Now, Coach, uh, what has been the key for you in just evaluating your team to this 10-0 winning streak you're on right now, 8-0 in conference play in the A-Sun? So what's really been the key factors for you so far and your staff for the team really playing so well this last stretch here? Well, we were in a little bit of a funk early in the year. We didn't have an identity. And our program, you know, we've been a defensive identity team for a while, and we couldn't. We did not have a defensive identity. We were running around trying to outscore people, and that's not us. Our defense has gotten a lot better. Uh, I do think that the tough non-conference schedule helped us. I think our guys realized, you know, we played, I think it's four top 30 RPI teams in the preseason. I think our guys realized that, you know, if your defense travels, and that's gotten a lot better. I think the, the, we've got a little bit of continuity. We've also had a weird deal. We've had a, guy, a bunch of guys hurt and then out of the lineup with injuries, so we're starting to get a little bit of a continuity. We have not played one game with our entire roster yet this year. So we're trying to, we've been sort of adjusting on the fly, which is good and bad at times. Now, Coach, do you expect to have your whole roster before March comes around, or is it kind of be one of the things we're always going to have to have somebody out here? Yeah, we're hoping we're hoping to get everybody back. Uh, we won't have one at least one guy back for Saturday. He's still in a concussion protocol deal, but we're hoping by early next week we'll have everybody back and – um, you know, full trial for practice and for games, which would be nice. Yes, indeed, folks. Joe Dooley here on the Boss Man Show. Now, Coach Dooley, uh, you talked about non-conference schedule, how tough it was, and hardening up your guys. So what you want to accomplish each preseason non-conference is to get your guys tough for A-Sun play. So when you come back to your level, they've already experienced a higher level, and they're already playing a level above the A-Sun, where it typically is. So you can just pretty much give teams your best, and if they can't match your best, you can probably win up winning the game if you play, play in the right way, as you want the guy to play deep defend, share the ball, and score. 
properly? Well, I think it, it, it does. I think it does prepare you for conference play. Uh, you know, it, you know, we, we played Wichita State. We played Rhode Island, who I think was RPI the last couple of days. And Wichita State, obviously, is a top 25 team. We played a really good Middle Tennessee State team. And, you know, Texas Arlington was – it's – I think it helps prepare. I do think that one thing you do have to worry about is overtaxing your guys. Um, you know, I think that you know there's there's also a fine line between wearing your guy guys out too, uh, playing so many games and, and, and so many tough games. Uh, you know, I think the BCS schools in a lot of regards have a you know big advantage. I mean, I, I, you know, a lot of those guys are really only playing like three or four real out of conference games, and uh, the rest of them are you know. Or sort of tune-ups, but I, I, with all our guys, I think it, it's helped us the last couple of years. I think it gives us a little bit of a idea of who we are and what we need to get better at. And if you don't play well in those games, you'll get exposed. And coach, I had on Kermit Davis before they played you all in non-conference. He talked about how it's tough for guys like you and him to schedule games. So you have to play each other. So if you could kind of expound on that, coach, what he talked about with me, but how when, when you're a good team, you have a good name, the high majors don't want to play you. Even even in a situation where it's a money game, they don't want to play you. Yeah, I mean, we ended up playing Illinois State this year because you know Dan Dan was in the same thing. I episode of I guess you probably saw his deal at Illinois State. He tweeted about well, people play, and he ended up getting a home game with, or a game with Ole Miss, and um, you know we played Middle Tennessee home and home in the same year because we couldn't. Kermit and I we, we both needed games, and um, you know he he didn't want to start on the road neither did I, so we ended up playing you know in in Murfreesboro and here and. Uh, you know, Rhode Island was the start of a series. We played at Rhode Island this year. They re- we skip a year, and then Rhode Island returns the game. For us to get games like that, it's it's you know it's great for our fan base. It's great for our program. And we played Texas Arlington was in the same boat. Um, you know, in the past we've played, um, you know, we've played you know we played Cal Santa, we played Santa Barbara home and home in the same year. Um, you know, we've we've done things like that, and it, it's hard for scheduling, but that's that's all part of it. Got there right. Joe Dooley here on the Boss Man Show, people. Now, Coach Dooley, looking at your roster, I love the good mix of underclassmen, underclassmen that you have, Coach. I think you have a, a roster that's sustainable for years. Is that how you see it as well? But as you prepare for March Madness, getting getting everybody back cohesive, getting everybody jailed, could that help knowing that you got some of these guys experienced early who probably wouldn't have played otherwise? And also, just seeing off the future, these guys can get some taste of how it is to be like a college basketball player. So down the road, when guys leave, they can step in. Keep the same program, same ways you have established going, and keep you all winning, winning, winning ways going, coach. Well, I think one of the big things we've done is we've we've built our constructed our roster where there's not a class of six or seven. I think you know, we've got three seniors this year. Um, we've got uh, we've got two players sitting out. We've got Hanif Cheatham uh, sitting out from Marquette, and Troy Baxter sitting out from UNLV, and we've got a lot of guys back. We signed three players early and. I think, you know, we've been fortunate in, in able to get some of the younger guys minutes. Rayshon Scott, when he hasn't been hurt, is, you know, as a sophomore, he's getting a lot of minutes. And Christian Carlisle is playing 20 minutes a game as a sophomore. Big Brian Thomas from up your way is, is really, since he's been back from being injured, has really made huge uh, huge strides and is playing a lot of minutes uh, for a freshman. You know, he's playing 15, you know, 15, 17 minutes a game for us. And um, he's made great strides. He, he missed a, a bunch of time with a broken hand. And, now that he's figuring it out, I mean, he's really made a, b- a big impact on our program. So it's good to get those younger guys in. We've also got a good mix of, you know, our backcourt is, is battle-tested. Those guys have played in a lot of games, and, um, you know, we've got a, a, a pretty deep front line for our level. Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, now, like you said, uh, 
it's your level is good to have balance because sometimes some some schools are just to stay old and stay old and then if you can't get the old guys they go young and screwed so at least with you you have a balance of yep. you have a plan for it because a lot of some guys prefer to be old and just say old but at least you're going to build your program build a foundation that can last for years not just a year or two here and there and then you can then you're done again back in the back in the Cicella trying to save your job you know what i'm saying yeah. no there's no doubt i think we've you know, I, you know, we're, we're at 17 wins, and I, yeah, I, you know, it's read some of the things, and uh, you know, I think the battle class balance, you know, enables you to to you know keep it going. The younger guys sometimes they don't get as many minutes as they they want, young, you know, early. But if you if you hold out and you get better and stronger, and uh, you know, and, and or through the program, I think it allows those younger guys by the time they're sophomores they'll play their way into starting roles and bigger roles, and that's all part of it. Yes, indeed. And, Coach, looking at your team stats, Coach, I'm living what I'm seeing. Balance scoring across the board, three guys, double figures, six guys averaging five points a game, which speaks to the fact that you to play guys due to injuries. And along with balance rebounding, you got five guys pretty much with five per game. So, Coach, is, is you, are you, I know you probably preach that in practice. Share the ball, tap the glass, defensively re- rebound, and also play it tough and put David play hard every night. Still there, Coach? Out when they're not doing what they're supposed to, and that, the bench is a great motivator. You got that right, coach. You, you come tell you some coaches. I, I, I told a, a player who plays at a school in here in Atlanta. I said, look here, you have to make coach play you. He, you, the coaches can't help you play. You have to make them play. You have to do stuff in practice. You have to that show dedication. Come in early, stay late, ask them, watch film with them. Just you have to show that you want to play. You have to make a coach play you and trust you. They don't trust you. They don't see you working. They ain't gonna play you. Simple as that. There's no doubt, and I think that, you know what, uh, I think the other thing is when you have some older guys like we have in our program, they've tried to explain to the younger guys what's expected. And, you know, you, you put in a good day's work, and you, you try to get better, and you work on your skills, and work on being a good teammate, and, and that, it sort of all evolves. And I think that's what having a program is, like you talked about before, having guys that are teaching the younger guys and taking pride that you want to keep winning and having pride in your program. You got there right now, Coach. You have a big game this weekend in Jacksonville. So talk to me, Coach. What are you seeing from them on film uh, that you're going to expect to see from, from Jacksonville this weekend? And what are you emphasizing with your team as you get ready to play those guys here this, this weekend? Well, one thing they've done is that they, they've been very good defensively. They're tough. They, they, they are aggressive. Um, you know, they do a great job. They're a very good downhill driving team. They score a lot of points in the paint. Um, you know, we're expecting those guys like they usually do to take, you know, put their head down and take, try to take us off the dribble and, uh, be aggressive defensively, switching a lot of things and trying to really pressure us. I hear that. Now, Coach, for those, like I said, we have Kennesaw State here tonight in our backyard. As Coach Kennesaw talked about a little bit as well. But a lot of people don't hear about the A-Sun. And so, Coach, could you just tell our listeners out here? Because I got listeners outside of Atlanta. I got stuff in Florida. I got Tennessee. I got Arkansas. I, I listen outside of out, down the line here. Could you explain about the A-Sun and the quality basketball that's in the conference and about the quality coaching in the conference as well that a lot of people don't get to see because they're not going to have a nice TV deal like a lot of other conferences do? Well, I think we've got a really solid league. I think, you know, you've got terrific coaches. Al Skinner at Kennesaw has won a ton of games and, you know, has been national coach of the year and numerous NCAA tournaments. Uh, I think that, you know, Lipscomb, you know, uh, Casey Alexander, the coach down there, does a very good job and worked uh, for Rick Bird at Belmont for a number of years and played at Belmont. And I think he's got his program. You know, they, they, RPI is still in the low 80s right now, and they've had a little bit of a, you know, they hit a little bit of a rough 
a rough patch, but now have bounced back and won several straight. And their RPI is terrific. And I think you've got a lot of good young players. Jacksonville has a lot of good young players. North Florida has a lot of good young players. Um, I think one of the things that, that we need to do as a league uh, and, and to get our league better is play a little bit better in non-conference. And it's tough for some of our teams to schedule. And some of our teams do have to play several guarantee games. And I think that makes it a little rough. But I, I do think that we've got good quality. We've got good coaching. We've got some good young players in the league. Yes, indeed. Well, Coach, I definitely love watching A-Sun basketball. Love seeing you guys. I had on Casey Alexander before as well. He's always a good guy to talk to as well. All, all your A-Sun guys are good interviews. Love to talk to A-Sun basketball with you guys because you all have a good brand, brand of ball that I like. So, Coach Dooley, I hope you wish you all the best because it's Jacksonville this weekend. I'll talk to you again in March, man, when you're going to the NCAA tournament, man. We hope so. I appreciate you. Have a good rest of the day. All right, folks. Don't do this in the Boston Show, people. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, fraud on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting, 
or Twitter at Coach TWill24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby. And it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Sam Van Gundy out there, Andre Drummond, man. So, initial thoughts when you saw this trade come down this this week? I was surprised only because, look, the owner, Steve Ballmer uh, of the Clippers, could have blown it up this summer. I mean, J.J. Redick sprinted out the door. Chris Paul forced his way out of town. And Blake Griffin was a free agent, right? So, you, you're like, well, if you're going to blow it up, let him walk, trade DeAndre Jordan, start to rebuild. But he didn't do that. He not only paid Griffin, which you could say, all right, you pay him, then you trade him, so you get something for the asset. But they didn't just do that. They weren't talking about that. I mean, they went and got Danilo Gallinari on a ridiculously expensive deal. For, well, actually, if he's, I've got another guy that if he's healthy is pretty good, but you know, how many games are you going to get from him a year? And they put together a team that could maybe make the playoffs. And I really thought he was just in that mindset. I can't fold. That's just not who I am. We're not going to blow it up and rebuild. And it took him all of six months. <laughs> and then, boom, you know, I think it's, it's Doc Rivers was, his in the ear, was in his ear as the GM at the time of that re-signing. And, you know, Doc Rivers is a GM, but he was also the coach, man. And the coach is always like, well, how do I win next week? How do I win the next game? How do I win next season? Where Lawrence Frank and Jerry West are the guys calling the, sh- you know, not calling the shots with the owner's ear now. And they're saying, yeah, you gotta, you, we got to move on. Like, we're just going to be stuck in the middle. Let's, let's think big here make some moves, and rebuild this thing. And so I, uh, Ballmer came around to that. And, Kurt, you can't forget how the Clippers pawned off of the Hawks the first round, picked the year of Jamal Carl off his contract to sign Gallinari. So now yeah. yep. No, it doesn't. That, that more than the Blake Griffin signing, it's the Gallinari one that makes no sense because what the Clippers are now talking about is, you know, DeAndre's off the book. You know, they'll probably trade DeAndre and Lou Williams before the, before the trade deadline. But if they don't, well, then, you know what? They're still going to get rid of him this summer. They're going to retool this thing. 
Don is going to be the guy on the books in two years, and they're going to have to give up another sweetener to get rid of him. Um, that was the signing that really throws a wrench into their plans to, you know, retool this thing. Because Tobias Harris is a nice player. They could draft. They could do some stuff to bring in some good role players. And then, you know, in 2019, try to go get – there's a lot of big-name stars that are going to be free agents that summer that they can try to go after. But the Gallinari thing just throws a wrench in all of it. It just makes it a lot harder. Yeah, but obviously you can find some sucker because they got rid of Blake Griffin on a pretty much a pretty much a max deal. Deal got pisses with this <laughs> so the desperation of the Pistons pretty much contributed yep. to them taking on that bad contract uh, for a guy who's injury prone and, and getting older. So, I, I, is there a team desperate enough to take on the guy on that contract without a sweetener like Detroit was? <laughs> Maybe you know you never know what's going to look you know, what the market will look like in a year or so and and yeah the Detroit thing was that's a is there a more dangerous thing in sports I mean not just basketball but sports in general than a GM who feels like he might be in danger of losing his job very dangerous <laughs> Stan Van Gundy Stan Van Gundy's got about a year left on that deal and it hasn't quite worked out the way everything everybody planned and Tom Gores when he hired him was a uh, a young owner who did, was just kind of figuring out the league and he's a little more savvy now. And I think Stan looked around and said, I got to do something. I got to do something big. And this could put butts in the seats. And they, you know, now I don't know about making the playoffs this season. We'll see. But next year, they could be better, especially if Reggie Jackson's healthy. But there's a real ceiling on how good they're going to be just because of the injuries. And then they can't go get anybody else because everybody's getting paid too much. Yeah, they have a trade exception, I think, $7 million. But uh, there's really no impact guys of them. They can really get to helps to move the edge. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I look, and I like, like, they've got Luke Kennard and they've got Tony Prince. I mean, they've got some nice players, but, like, if you're going to round out that roster, you've either got to be really good at developing players or you've got to be able to go get just, you know, the Sean Livingstons of the world in, in or, you know, and, and those kind of players where the smart teams are able to land a couple of these guys who fit what they need. And that's just not going to be – there's some demand for those guys. I mean, you're not going to get them on a veteran minimum contract. They're right. And I'm trying to figure, figure out, Curtis, is this uh, – how much time did this buy to stand Did they give him at least one more year? Or are they going to give him an extension? Of yeah. To work out with Blake and Andre? Will they be lamed up going to give him that Band-Aid one-year extension in the offseason to make it not look so bad? Uh, so I'm trying to think about that because – what are you going to do? You got the end of this year. You got to do some. Well, people players like, well, he's lazy gone. He's lame, but he's gone anyway. So, you got to figure out that if you're Tom. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to, exactly. And it's kind of hard to say, hey, we're going to give you one year and then we'll decide. But that's kind of, by the way, what they've done down in New Orleans, which was, I mean, it was privately like, you guys are going to make the playoffs this year and we're going to be a better team. Or there's a house cleaning coming. Like top to bottom, um, and I don't know. You know, they looked like a playoff team, and I don't know how the the uh, you know uh, Marcus Cousins' injury will play into all that. But I think there's some of that going on here, where he's considering it. But he, you know, you're, you're right. It's like you might have to give him a two year deal, but with a buyout. And I don't know that Van Gundy would go for that. And then you have this, this Curtis is if you're a star player in free agency coming forward, 
You don't question that that no that no trade clause because if Blake can get traded after getting signed up, oh yeah, you are. max deal. Pretty much that means uh, I'm gonna need no, no trade clause. And you think executives run the league? Can go for that now, or they will try to hope and not give it to the player because I think that, that could be a, a way of hey, I, I, I'm signing if you give it and try to hope if you don't give it to me, I'm going elsewhere who's somebody who will. So I think that'd be a good play for leverage now going forward with star players. It, it, yeah, there's only a few guys who are ultimately eligible. To get a no-trade clause in the NBA, you have to have been eight years in the league, four years with the same team. So the, I mean, the, it's a limited pool of guys who are going to you know, really be able to ask for that and get it. But Blake Griffin was one of those guys, and I think it will for, certain, for that class of player, for that certain player, because look, Blake, it was part of the negotiations. Blake could either get a 50-year or he could get the no-trade clause. They kind of put it to him that way. Like, you can have one or you can have the other. He took the money thinking, yeah, they're not going to trade me. Or, you know, if they do, it'll be a couple years down the line, and I'll probably want out anyway. He did not see this coming. And honestly, just talking to – it was at the late Clipper game on Tuesday night and just talking to other players, you know, quietly. I bet if you offered Blake Griffin the chance for the do-over on that, he'd take the no-trade and, and live with not having that money the last year. Yeah, I think he would, too, because I know he loves L.A. lifestyle, and moving to Detroit from L.A. is not the same thing. Whole different lifestyle. Yeah, you're going to have to buy some coats. You got that right. You're going to have to buy some serious number of coats, man. You got that right. Now, I've noticed a lot of these Clipper games, Kurt. I did start paying attention. Jerry West is right down there by the sideline now. That tells me that mm-hmm. he, he, he projects because he's like he's down there taking intel, getting information. Seeing how people operate, seeing how people mode, talk to each other, communicate, and kind of yep. just go to Bob and say, Bob and his missus got lost in peace. Time for him and his son to go out get out of here. He got lost in peace out of a couple of land. We need him more. Yeah, I think that there's definitely, I think that that's part of why Jerry West likes to be close to the court. It's going to be interesting. I had heard Doc Rivers might have been in trouble last year when they did the house cleaning, but he's owed. Remember, he's making coach NGM money still, like a little over 10 mil a year, I heard. So if, if that's the case, like, I, know, I know Steve Ballmer's got a lot of money, but he wasn't going to eat all that. So, you know, there was a few years left on the deal, and I okay, we'll keep him around to coach. But he could very easily be in trouble as the guy. But, and by the way, now that said, as a coach this year, considering all the injuries to that team, he's done a great job. He's done a really good job keeping that team kind of focused and getting guys in there and, and making it work for the, you know, they're still on the playoff hunt. But I've heard that he's in trouble, and especially if they're going to go young and rebuild and they want to put in a culture to develop young players, that's that's not who Doc Rivers is. Now, Kurt, if Doc is let go, he'd be in broadcasting. If you let go, you're good. If you'll say he'll be in coaching. Yeah. Um, my guess is that he'd do broadcasting for a couple of years, then maybe he gets the itch. But he's, he would be incredibly picky about going back. Um to the right market and to somebody who could offer him a lot of money and, and he'd want the power again. So I, I, my guess is that he'd spend a couple of years with, you know, NBA TV or ESPN or wherever, wherever he ended up going. And, and he, he's great on TV. He's, he's really good. Um, but you know, those, all those guys eventually get the itch Well, most of them do. It's, it's the flip side of that is, man, you work three days a week, you make good money, not great money, but you make still really good money. Work three or four days a week. You watch some basketball. You go to some games. You get your summers off. You don't have the same stress at all, man. It's, it's a, you get to golf a lot more, and that that may that may appeal to Doc a lot. 
Yeah, it, it, it extends your life a little bit. It gives you a little bit more life on the back. You all start stressing your blood pressure. You're screaming all the time. Yeah, I think it's a good idea for Doc. Yeah, exactly. Look, it, it, there are guys who reach the point in his career. I mean, it wasn't really discussed at the end, but like when they were trying to recruit Ray Allen to Cleveland, you know, that last year, and he was kind of resistant. Part of it was like, he just didn't want, like, it's cold there. I can't golf. I golf every day right now when I'm retired. I don't see my family as much. Why do I, like, he'd reach the, why do I want to do that point? And I think Doc could be there. I think Doc in a year, I think he loves coaching. I think he enjoys it. But if he could be around the game and be, <laughs> but still have a little more free time for himself and still live in, you know, between Orlando and L.A., he'd be happy. Now, for our question is, Kurt, for those Cavs fans listen to the show, can you just please let them know, well, well the LeBron fans, can you let them know that LeBron will not be going to the Clippers? Because I play out there on this show already oh, on social media. He's never going to the Clippers. It's the Lakers or else. Probably more like Houston or something else. I would answer if, if he even decides to leave Cleveland, which I think he probably will, but it won't be the Clippers at all. No, definitely not. Look, what's the two things that are going to go into LeBron's decision? Primarily, I mean, family will count and lifestyle and all that. But the two primary factors are, can I win another ring fast? And is it good for my brand? Well, you go to the Clippers next year, what their best pitch would be, hey, you got, if we put you on this roster and we get Tobias Harris, you know, developed and everything comes together in a year, we can go get another superstar and then we'll be competitive. LeBron doesn't have a year to wait. Plus, and this is the bigger thing, and I think people outside Los Angeles don't always get this. The Clippers are the second team in this market, sports-wise. I mean, basketball-wise, probably fourth or fifth sports-wise. I mean, I'm, I don't think they're more popular than USC football, let alone. Like, the Lakers are number one, the Dodgers are number two, the Rams are right there. And then it's probably USC football, UCLA basketball, then the Clippers. Like, they're not that driven in this. You don't drive a lot in this market. There's no way LeBron is going to a second banana franchise like that in the, in the in a major market that's not good for his brand you got there right well kurt thank you for your place man you've been, thank you. been great on this show man look forward to doing it again with you down the road buddy all right absolutely take care all right folks kurt here's the boss man show for basketballtalk.com college basketball fans this is donnie tyndall former head basketball coach and we're getting ready to have a top three with tyndall with jr the boss man and john myself as we analyze the college basketball season team by team break down stats and facts and give you all the basketball scoop across the country on a weekly basis we hope you'll join us and look forward to talking hoops with you on the boss man show